Hello and welcome to another episode of Colorado Blurred Girl, one Colorado Blurred's journey through geekery and nerddom and the lessons that she picks up along the way. I'm your host, Elise Goodgain, the Colorado Blurred Girl, and I'm so thankful that you are joining me for episode nine. I'm very excited about the shows and people that I'm going to talk about today with you, and hopefully you enjoy all of this information, I guess, these lessons, and if anything, at least gives you some things that you can check out that hopefully you haven't looked at yet before. So with that, a breakdown of the things we're going to talk about today. I'm going to go into three different shows, two of which are animes, one of which is going to be a live action, little change of pace for you guys. So the first show I'm going to go into is called Haikyuu. It is everywhere if you are at all into anime in the social sphere, I guess, It is an anime that's on Netflix, it's on Crunchyroll, it's on Hulu, it's on Prime. You can find it a lot of places. But there's four seasons, it's about volleyball, a middle school volleyball team. Super good, especially if you're craving sports right now. I don't know, it's just, well, I'll stop. I'll stop right there. It's worth it. Show number one. (laughs) So show number two that I'll be getting into today is BNA or Brand New Animal, one season that is out on Netflix. Oh, man. So this show came out in June of 2020. One of the few good things that has happened in 2020, if you ask me. Super worth it to watch. I'll get into all the logistics, obviously, of why I think it's a show worth watching. And just I'm very excited to go a little bit more in depth on that one as well. And the last show that I'll go into that isn't an anime is another one that has been in the ethos. A lot of people are talking about it. It's Lovecraft Country. We're just ending spooky season. Of course, I have to tap on it a little bit. But HBO Max. So sadly, if you're not an HBO subscriber, you're missing out on this one. But if you haven't done your free trial yet, and you are thinking about it, this show definitely is worth or borrow from your friends their password. Either way, worth it to check this out if you get the chance to. Lovecraft Lovecraft Country is just, oh, I have a lot to to say. So let's go ahead and get started with the episode. And yeah, we'll take a quick break. All right, guys, this is going to be just a quick mental health break, something to let you know that you are important, you are loved and you are valued as a person. And don't let others tell you that you aren't special or that you don't matter. I just want to send some love and positivity out into the ethos, especially to the people that I care about, which is all of you because you are listening to this. So on that note, take a deep breath, breathe in all of the love and positivity that exists out in the ETHO. We're all taking a deep breath in and you're going to breathe it in. Breathe it in, and we're breathing it out, all that negativity and just excessness. And just understand that if there are things you want to do and things that have been in your heart or just 
any ideas that you think need to live and breathe in this world that we are in right now, uh, let this be your moment of go for it. And I think you can do it. And I'm going to cheer you on and just yay, go. You can. All right. Thanks for that break. (laughs) And we are back. So I'm going to just get right into this first show. As I said, Haikyuu is kind of all over the place right now. If you are into anime or into looking at anime recommendations, more than likely because there are current seasons airing as far as new episodes are airing weekly. So people are staying up to date with it. But even in general, I just think that sometimes things come into your life at a time when you need it. And I know for me, given that this is the fourth season, there's movies, there's additional like side stories, which people call OVAs that are available and have been available for a while. But I didn't start watching this show until probably, uh, I don't even know, maybe like a month ago at most. And just have taken such a deep dive. The show came into my life at a time when I just think I needed it, which honestly is all of the animes that I watch. (laughs) I just, the ones you connect with, you connect with them because they're telling you something that you needed to hear in a way that for whatever reason just resonates at that moment. And this show was definitely that for me. So as I had said in the intro, this is about middle school basketball. Wow. Sorry. Getting distracted. Okay, (laughs) It's about middle school volleyball players on their quest to go to nationals, basically like big goal, something that is achievable, but that they have to strive for because Karasuno, which is the main team, the school that you focus on throughout the series, they are a powerhouse volleyball school that is no longer at the top of their game. Like they used to be the top and just kind of legendary with the legendary coach and everything and just have fallen from grace in that. They're the fallen crows, as they like to say in the show. So the whole deal is that you're watching this new crop of players come in, understand how great Karasuno was, and how they felt watching it and just being able to witness the greatness that was their school and how it is now and that they want to figure out how to gain that feeling back. And for me, especially given all of the turbulence that 2020 has provided, trying to find a rhythm, trying to find a way to navigate this landscape when you understand like your ideals and the ways that you want things to be, the way you think things should be, the way your actual reality is, and trying to mesh all of those different perspectives into what you're actually existing in is challenging. (laughs) And it takes a lot of different like trials and errors and just all of this, I don't know, figuring it out, trying to just strategize constantly. I think that the way that this show captures that 
There is no one strategy in doing that. And the only thing that is detrimental to you in your process of trying to be better, be better at anything, in this case, volleyball, but in my case, more so of just like what I want for my life, right? How much I want different aspects of the things that I love to be more of my existence instead of the whole I'm working to live, I'm living to work, that endless cycle that we're all trying to balance. I want it to be that my work fuels me and makes me happy. That's just my deal. And I think that's a lot of our deals. But like, how do you get that? You know, like, honestly, and not in this weird way of just being told, well, you go out there and you do it. Like, what are the logistics of that? I think that's what I get stuck in so often. I've been making this journey of trying to get my foot truly grounded and able to like help me launch forward as far as my creative career and in doing so it's been one of those annoying just constant things that keeps coming up when you are looking for advice when you're looking at mentors when you're just studying others that are further along in their craft having the quote of you just gotta do it right? Like, especially as a novice creator, I'd say, or somebody that's just really in the experimental stage of figuring out their niche, hearing you just gotta do it is terrifying, like, because you don't know what you are doing, right? Like, that's the whole point. So I felt like Haikyuu came in at that perfect moment of being able to show, like, the prestige and the status and all of that title that exists is not there to make this all scary, but to show you that, like, you can do it. It's just going to take a different way to get back there. Like, you can't, it's almost one of those things of you can't be dwelling too much in the past. You have to use the past as your, like, I don't know, token of reminding you that, like, greatness is achievable. But you can't get stuck in, well, I achieve greatness by doing this thing this way. And just, that's it. Because if that worked, would you not have continued to stay at that level or at that status, you know? It's one of those things of, you need to adapt. We need to continue to move and flow and engage with the others that are around us because the situations change right like constantly so back to the show (laughs) i'm gonna tangent a lot on this episode you guys i've been obviously gone for a second so there's a lot coming at you just we're we're working through it (laughs) so the main characters right For Karasuno, you have their first years, the setter, Kageyama, and then you have Hinata, who is the middle blocker. He wants to be like the star. And, of course, watching the show, you're really getting into depth of, like, okay, the main characters, yeah, Hinata's, like, the kid who's just all, like, energy and want and just... He doesn't have the base skills, but he's, like 
willing to learn and just really, really, really has that passion that drives him. And then you have Kageyama, who is super passionate, but is skilled, is the one that's like just the prodigy child, the genius within it, right? And having that dichotomy of they're both going for the same goal, but at these super different starting points, and yet able to shine in their own way. So for me, being able to look at, again, the situation we're in of just this pandemic and the flex of how all of this stuff is changing. And even within the aspect of the value that creatives bring to the world, it's constantly changing. It's not just about what kind of tangible business can you provide to people anymore. It's even more so about how are we still providing things to each other in this way that we can't necessarily be like right in front of each other anymore? How are we adapting to needing for things to be virtual, needing for things to be deliverable or just separate, honestly, not being able to have that constant contact with each other? It's a challenge. And it's one that you have to come at not just from a point of expertise, but also from a point of like, this is completely new ground. And like, we need to be trying things to figure out what works, you know. So in that, I'm looking at both of these main characters, right? (laughs) Just constantly being like, I'm not either of these people. Like, yes, they have good aspects that are super tangible and why they are valuable to apply and trying new things but like I'm neither of these personalities I'm just not like I can't do that as as much as it can be used as a blueprint of like yeah be open or yeah be methodical of like practice 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 just uh and then I get the character of Tsukushima and all of the world is just opened up (laughs) which is the glory again of watching animes at the time when you're supposed to watch them, you know? I, sometimes when you watch a show and the character is just so reflective of how you move in the world sometimes, it just makes you, I don't know, not annoyed with yourself, but you're kind of embarrassed because you're just like, God, is that you? Are you this character? Uh, do you want to be this character in life? But at the same time, that is you. And then you have this weird growth cycle of you dislike them, but you like them. And then you dislike them, but you like them. That is Tsukushima for me. <laughs> like, he is just this cool as a cucumber kid. But at the same time, it's just he has that chip that allows him to be so competitive But it's just constantly like you all are trying too hard and I don't like it. It's just, uh, uh, again, the character development in this show of being able to give you constant new examples that are layered and you still care about each of these characters and each of their personality traits and like how they're working through their own dilemmas in the situation of trying to get better at volleyball right while they're also in all these tournaments that if you are a sports player again you're engaging in this whole thing of 
I'm cheering on my team in this tournament as they're trying to get to nationals, which is just like a nostalgic feeling in general right now because I haven't been in high school for a while. So being able to just fully buy in to wanting a team to succeed without any politics, without all this extra stuff of just like being able to enjoy the sport. I I was thrilled. It was wonderful. I hope you guys watch it, obviously. <laughs> like, I just I think it gives you some nice ways to again just be able to remove yourself and tackle things that might be I don't know, just when you're entering that new level of being afraid to succeed, being afraid to fail, all of it. Helping to see it just freshly. Helping to see it in a way that I think we lose as we get older, whether we remain imaginative or childlike or any of that stuff. Just because you have tried things and you grow up, the understanding that there's just a different way to look at it if you want you know, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a good place for us to go ahead and do our first commercial for the culture shout out. All right. Our first commercial for the culture is an illustrator who has honestly some amazing work. His name is Nicholas Draper Ivy. You can find him on Instagram. It's N I K. O-L-A-S-D-R-A-P-E-R-I-V-E-Y. This man is so talented. I, I'm i just shocked, honestly. He's working on a project called Dream Vespers. The illustrations that are done for this work, I'm super stoked about. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things of... He definitely has the style that I am super pulled to as far as just this mix between hip hop and futuristic. Like it has the dark vibes of kind of that samurai shampoo or like a cowboy bebop, but just almost a boondocks hint to it with just attitude. Like, oh, I'm a fan. So I really hope you guys go Give him a follow. Check out his work. He just is very talented. Again, Nicholas Draper Ivy. Please, please, please send him some love and support. And that's our commercial for the culture. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that nice little commercial for the culture. Our second show that we are going to talk about today is BNA or Brand New Animal. So I don't feel like this show got nearly enough buzz when it first came out. I think it's slowly starting to gain some recognition, but honestly, I just was obsessed as soon as it was released back in June. I couldn't stop watching it. It's just, again, a very layered concept that I think is super applicable to a lot of stuff that we're going through right now. Basically, this girl, this high school girl, Michiru, ends up catching beastmanitis, as she later calls it, and ends up turning into a beast man, which are 
animal-human hybrids that have existed all throughout time that humans now understand exist and have basically forced into living into a city called Anima City that is like the haven for beast men to come together and have this kind of utopic place that they are safe from just the misunderstandings that exist from them having to interact with humankind out in the open now. So Michiru catches beast manitis, turns into a beast man, and has to seek refuge in Anima City, where she encounters various characters and just different beast men and different humans, honestly, and is able to just grow in her understanding of what it is to be, I feel like a person, I guess, if you don't want to get into species specific types things, just what it is to be a being, what it is to exist and like coexist in this world, and who you are how you interact with others, all the basis of just like, what kind of person are you? You know, who are you, regardless of what you look like, what kind of situations you get dumped into? Like, this show does so much work in such just an enjoyable watch. (laughs) it's like it's kind of it honestly reminded me a lot of how I felt when I was watching One Piece go through their Fishman arc and just the ability to tackle topics that are difficult as far as like race and class and just things that most people don't want to really engage in in a way that is not so I don't know I guess, like, it doesn't cause people to get so guarded as far as being able to think about just different questions, different things that might challenge your view on reality. And, like, I guess it helps that they're obviously using, like, anamorphic people and all that kind of deal to help you to be like, these aren't quote-unquote people these are different beings. So, like, same with when they use aliens, right? Or monsters and stuff. Just our ability to look at an other and try to treat it with a little bit of kindness and respect and just, like, dignity or lack of ability to do that. I just... This show is one of those. It just really helps you to kind of look at how you're moving through the world and, like... Who are you? Who are you within this list of characters, you know? Are you a Michiru who is experiencing so many different stages of just, I don't know, exploration, I guess, is probably the best word for it. In general, of going from trying to just be a high school girl, which we all, we don't all, because you probably all weren't high school girls (laughs) going through puberty going through that moment in time is definitely a challenge for most of us and having that be interrupted by all of a sudden transforming into a completely different species like man I would be losing it (laughs) Michiru just comes up with plan after plan and is able to like 
roll with the punches in a way that I would challenge most people to even think about attempting. But to do so with the acknowledgement that, like, she has biases and she has, I don't know, like, I guess speciesist tendencies that she didn't understand that she had until she was the other side of it and experiencing the discrimination and the well intent of others that turns into very bad situations like man does that not could I not easily be describing what so many of us are having to go through in our real lives right now with that whole description, you know, like remove the species part and just talk about people and like literally just others that don't live the way you live. How are you viewing their situation? And are you giving them grace and dignity and understanding at least a little bit of empathy in like, I am not you and you are not me and we aren't living the same experience, but we all need to like understand that we're in this environment together. And the best way for this to work is for us all to figure out how to exist amicably. Yes. Whew. That was a close one. (laughs) But anyways, man, again, the show just does a beautiful job at being able to pose some questions for you to think over, pose some questions for you to be able to understand, like, again, just a few character flaws. One of the biggest character flaws I see in Michiru, I mean, I see many with her, which is part of the reasons I enjoy watching her, I guess, but the main beast man that she interacts with in Anima City is... Shiru Ochigami, who is just, oh, oh, you guys, oh, I can't go into anything about him because it will just be all spoilers. And I don't like to spoil too much for you guys. So he just is the grounding force against Michiru's just kind of frantic nature. And like, it's needed, but also I worry that I'm again too much on the side of the cool as a cucumber character that is also very rigid and it's just oh maybe not the best way to be because even though it's good to be cautionary it can lead you to being blind to the real situations that are happening around you it's almost like you're too focused on what you shouldn't be focused on allowing others to take advantage of that right which I guess is kind of the problem with a lot of our inundation of technology and just information right now. We're worried too much about who is our other. We're worried too much about trying to figure out how you're different from me and how I can be better than you or how I can just kind of swindle and con you into doing what I want. And instead, I would hope that we can start focusing on how we all do affect each other. We all rely on each other. We're all on the same team. Like, even though we're playing against each other on these teams, we still should be training against each other and trying to figure out how we can be better and adapting because that's how we all grow and how we all benefit. It's like we don't have to stop being who we are. We just have to understand that, like, who we are isn't wrong. You know? Well, some... Okay. Okay 
caveat, obviously, if you are a murderer or doing any of these bad things, you're wrong. You, you're wrong. Okay. I don't want to hear any of that. So, <laughs> like, but in general, if the things that you're about don't harm others, then like, it's okay to be who you are. And that should be celebrated instead of us worrying about trying to make everything fit into our own ideal of how the world should be. I guess that's what I really try to remember when I'm watching any of the things or digesting anything, especially reading or what I'm watching. I like to keep into that mentality of, I hope that I see a perspective that's so different from mine that it helps me to widen how I see the world. Especially at times where I'm not able to travel and truly interact with people that are different than me. I want to consume things that help me to see things in a way that I might not from lack of opportunity of engaging in those situations or just from being thought of by somebody who thinks completely opposite than I do. It's just it's an exciting engagement and it's one that I hope people can continue to lean into, especially as more people are creating things on TikTok and Instagram and Pinterest and all these various platforms that we're developing. Just, I hope that we start leaning into the joys and the like potential that exists within these modes and mediums instead of giving into a lot of the filth that I think we're all kind of tired of. Like if, if this election has shown me anything, it's that we're all, f- like, excuse my language, but we're all fucking exhausted, like, just of everything. And, like, we want it all to be better, but I think we need that just stutter step pause moment of recognition that, like, we're all fucking tired and we all just want it to be better. So, like, we need to start treating each other as teammates again. And, like... It doesn't mean you don't fight, but they're still on your team. I I think that's a good spot for us to take another commercial for the culture. Our second commercial for the culture is going to be a cosplayer. Her name is Lucky Luna. It's underscore on Instagram. Sorry. On Instagram, it's underscore Lucky dot Luna. This cosplayer just does awesome work like I don't know how else to say it so she specifically did a Michiru from the BNA show that I was just talking about that is just spot on like I don't know her attention to detail as far as really capturing capturing wow (laughs) as far as really capturing just the essence of the character and being able to convey it through her pictures like it's one of the things that especially when I'm watching various cosplayers doing their work and just the growth as they do more and more of their characters being able to show a little bit of variation but also taking the time to really like do some embodiment and doing that character work to display to the other people. It's, I don't know, especially as somebody who's a fan of the various shows, it's part of the thing that gets me jazzed looking at it. (laughs) So with that, please give her a like, give her a follow, at least go look at the stuff she does. Again, that's Lucky Luna over there on Instagram. And yeah, with that, we'll get back to our show.
All right, welcome back. And to end our show, again, I'm going a little bit left field. I guess I'm going all left field on this last section because there will be spoilers. It's unavoidable. Sorry. So, and there will probably be a bit of cursing. I try to keep it low on the cursing just in general, but my mom listens to this sometimes and she does not like cursing. But there are times where it's just called for. (laughs) So, within that, we're talking about Lovecraft Country. Again, if you don't have access to HBO, I feel you. And I'm sure you're tired of hearing, oh my gosh, you should watch this show. Because I have access to HBO and I still was tired of hearing that I should watch this show. Because the main thing is I do not like horror. I'm not into it, you guys. Do not recommend for me to watch horror things. It won't happen. It just won't. But, and with that, it is again a huge but occasionally there are ones that slip through. Mostly because they get toted as more of a thriller suspense rather than actually being scary. So I need you all to understand that. Don't come at me asking me to watch all these horror films. It won't happen. I'm not even gonna say I'm sorry about it. It just, I don't like it. So anyways, again, bit of grain of salt in understanding that before I get into any of this stuff. Lovecraft Country just, I have never been so engaged with a screen from the first episode. When I tell you, okay, the other little grain of salt I need you guys to understand is I've only seen three episodes. I'm making my way through. But, (laughs) again, there's a lot of buts in this section, mostly because I need you guys to understand the effect that this show has had on me with only three episodes. It has been too much, and yet I still feel drawn to keep watching. I ah, I could, I honestly feel like there's something wrong with me about it. I think there's something wrong with all of us for just being too attracted to the goodness that is a show. I don't, uh, okay, okay. Let me calm back down. I'm sorry. Okay. First of all, no, I'm not going to get into that yet. I'm, okay, actual, first of all, this show is layers upon layers of reasons why it's good. So you have the gist of it being the sci-fi horror, just interesting context as far as a little bit of supernatural deals mixed with just that thriller slice of life of just everyday things that put you on edge and just tense situations and interactions and like what is going on who's doing what who are these people why are you here why are you going there just constant questions right mixed with just layered deep characters that have interesting backstories that constantly just make you feel every which emotion that is possible for you to feel about a person. And again, I need to remind you, I'm three episodes in. Three! That's not very many, you guys. Uh, I feel like you understand 
You can hear it. I'm, it's too much. Okay. <laughs> so, this show, right, the way they weave just bits and clues and context with such finesse that allows you to just be so enveloped in if you guys can't tell I'm trying not to do a lot of spoilers because it's just like I want you to watch it and I feel like the best way of watching any of like horror thriller whodunit mystery-esque things is not knowing everything but at the same time oh I'm so mad that you guys didn't tell me very key things anyways so let me get back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. So, <laughs> main characters, right? Atticus Freeman. Tick. Goodness. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Just a war vet mixed with having just a backstory with his dad of all the things that are troubled youth going to war and having to deal with that coming back and having to deal with all the civil rights stuff lack of civil rights stuff it's just you are immediately with him right you just are you get ticks deal you're just sympathetic and then they throw in the firecracker that is letty and when i tell you that i am obsessed with this girl like, I can't get over it. And all of it, not all of it, there's obviously multiple reasons why Letty is such a great character. But, like, obviously, Journey Smollett, girl, girl, girl. <laughs> like, you just are an amazing actress. You are so good. She is so good. Like, Oh my gosh, you guys, the way that this woman is able to portray fear and strength and vulnerability and just all of it is, I'm flabbergasted every time, mostly as a a student of acting, being able to watch this woman, I'm just like, ah, floored with each and every episode. The writing obviously is super helpful in all of it, but like... The acting is so good. It's all just so good. It's just nuts. All while me, me, I'm, uh, God, I'm just constantly sitting there being like, I want to turn it off because this is scary and I don't like scary, but I'm so drawn in because it's all just so well done. It, it makes me hate it, but at the same time, I can't get enough of it, you guys. It's just nuts. It's nuts. Okay, so the thing I'm mad about that I just have to make sure you understand, because again, I this is spoiler. It's in the it's early, but <laughs> obviously I've only watched three episodes. It's early, but I am still very angry that there was nothing that at all helped to prepare me for what was happening. How could you guys not talk about Uncle George? How was this not like the trending thing of everything just to literally give a heads up of like, yo, Uncle George, just hashtag Uncle George. Like, oh, come on, you guys. Like, it was cold. It was a cold-blooded thing to do to tell me to watch this show over and over and over again. And nobody 
even hints at Uncle George. Ugh. The audacity. The audacity. That's all I had to say about that. I guess it's not that much of a spoiler because, again, I hate to have things be spoiled instead of you guys just watching this stuff. I'd rather be able to talk with you about it. But, like, when I tell you that I was upset, (laughs) when I tell you that I genuinely yelled to the sky two times, oh, Uncle George, you guys, just hashtag Uncle George. George. Anyways, again, I just, I have to say hats off to Mr. Peel on just doing excellent work. The things that he produces, the things he's creating are just great works. I'm disappointed, obviously, that he constantly is doing the thriller horror genre because it's not the genre that I enjoy. But at the same time, the work that he makes is good. And the fact that I'm willing to at least give a lot of the stuff, I won't watch us. Again, don't come at me about it. I can't do it. But being able to produce works that are at least challenging somebody that is not into the genre into watching it and hooking them to the point where, against my better judgment, I still will continue to watch this whole season It's just, my hat's off to you. My hat's off to everybody involved, to all of the actors, to the set people, the production, the location scouts, the costume designers are just, it's just great. All of it's great. And I hope you guys get a chance to watch it as much as I'm also just like, oh, don't, but don't. If you don't have a reaction to it, I'll say the statement of, I suspect that you might be a little bit dead inside because this thing's going to put you through the ringer and it's a lot, which is probably also why I'm only on episode three. You need breathers for some things and that's okay. It's self-care. And with that, let's do our last commercial for the culture. All right, guys, our last commercial for the culture of this episode is going to be a music shout out. I really want to showcase different artists that I feel like aren't getting blown up enough or maybe are and just still deserve their accolades. Right. So the artist that I've started listening to, her name is Jane Hancock. She's this R&B artist, like very soulful vibe, but still just I don't know. She has a good groove to her. I really I'm digging it. I'm digging all of it. She came out with a new album in October. It's called For Real. So good. I believe the producer with her on it is My Guy Mars. Again, very good. All of it's just good. The single that I've been really hitting up a lot is Need Me and Me, but her other single, Hella Feelings, very good. Super worth a listen. I mean, the whole album's honestly worth a listen, but if you're a singles person and you just want to kind of get her flow, those are my two recommendations. And with that, let's go ahead and end the rest of our show. All right, guys, I want to wrap up this show with just a few little things for you to mull over, things to think on. I know I kind of went off the rails on Lovecraft Country, but like, I... 
am in quarantine, not in quarantine, quarantine, as much of a quarantine as all of us are in right now. And there are times where you can't really engage with people about your shows. So that's what you guys get, right? (laughs) But even more so, one of the things I hope you guys can think about and one of the major gems that have just been popping around in my sphere of existence has been understand that all these other stories are existing at the same time as yours. Realizing that I need to adapt, that being flexible is the skill that will allow me to continue to exist right now. And in being flexible and being somebody that can adapt, the recognition of my own blind spots has been, I think, key even more so in the understanding of where my privilege privilege lies, where I'm taking for granted opportunities and just different advantages that have been given to me in my lifetime and how I should be grateful and use those to better myself, better those around me and better the world that I live in so that it's a more harmonious, 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 a more harmonious place for all of us. And within that, that means the plants, the animals, everything, not just me as a being starting to recognize that like, the world is larger than myself and the effect that I believe I have on it, that some of these things are even larger than I recognized as somebody that considers himself to be an empathetic person. Like, you can always still be more. And remembering that patience, I guess, is key in all of this, and that we're all learning. We're all gaining skills. We're all trying to just flex out in this new body or new species situation that we didn't understand before, you know, our world is shifting, our perspective is shifting. And I want to promote it to be, although a scary thing, because change is scary, and we can't lie and act like it's not, it can be positive, and we can help each other to just be better. So with that, I hope you guys can enjoy those around you. Remember that the world is a good place and that it stays a good place when we remember that we're all in it together. So with that, I think I'll play a little bit of Hella Feelings for you guys and I guess have a great rest of your time. Thank you for listening. If you want to follow me, you can reach out on Instagram. I'm at Colorado Blurred Girl. I have email at Colorado Blurred Girl at gmail.com. And hopefully you guys will enjoy the next episode that we put out and I'll see you next time. Thanks.